For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yes! <laughs> Welcome. Excuse me, I'm sorry. That was not professional. Welcome, everyone, to uh, that's former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh, but I don't know what to put before my name because now I'm just me. Uh, I used to work at a place and I don't anymore. Now I'm just me. I used to so work at the same place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. At least the Cowboys keep letting you work there. Uh, that's neat. Um, but we're not going to worry about that. No, don't worry about that. No, no, uh, no jinx for me. <laughs> welcome to a weekly Cowboys show with the great Jesse Holly and the slightly above average Jeff Cavanaugh. This thing is going to air live on my YouTube page, Twitch, Facebook, and then later you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Believe.com, B L E A V, and we party. And we party. So hi, Jesse. Uh, I love it because Jesse Holly is one of the dudes that uh, I love working with. I love the knowledge, obviously, as a former pro athlete, but I love the the energy, the personality, the positivity. I love me some Jesse Holly, so I'm excited to do this. No, and I'm here because I love me some Jeff Cavanaugh. When you when you called me, I was just like, it's a no brainer. Let's do it. Like let's let's make this thing happen. I don't I don't need a bunch of details. I don't need a I don't need a, a litany of, of questions and concerns. What, where, where do we show up? How do we get this thing done? And let's freaking do it, man. All right. So on today's show, we'll talk about a few different things. Cowboys hey, draft. What's up, bro? Sorry. Cowboys draft. Oh, KG's in the building. We love when KG's in the building. Can we just give shout outs like as we see them sometimes? Well, the good, the good news is that um, we own this. Like, oh, so we can do whatever we want. Like Believe is, is cool. We, I've partnered with Believe because what they do is they help you with advertising. They'll get us artwork to put behind us and stuff like that and make little shorts that we can tweet out. Like, they do back-end things. Oh, we nice. own it. Uh, Shout-out to Mazith in the Super Chat. He loves him some Jesse Howley, and he said, how about those Mavs? you damn right. How about those Mavs? I got to <laughs> say, though, before we even really get started, like, the people love you. No, no, the people, and there was one comment in particular that really sent it over the top. And I don't remember who it actually was. It was a young lady, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank because I'm old. Um, but it, she simply said, where Jeff goes, we go. That's some fly stuff right there. Like, like that's some that's some dope stuff right there. To to say to have that kind of a following to say, where Jeff goes, we go. That's some dope stuff right there. That's dope. That's dope. So I'm, that's I'm, power I'm, moves. That's no, power that's moves. Boss moves. That's boss. Stuff. I knew. I knew when I quit the radio partner of the Cowboys that I wasn't going to be able to work with the Cowboys for very long, especially <laughs> depending on what else I did. 
um, so I'm not mad at it. It's been a lot of fun figuring out how I want this thing to look like. And now I'm starting to get a feel for how I want it to look like. I want to do a show with Jesse. I want to do a show with Jane Slater, which will start yeah. next Tuesday. And then I want to do whatever I want on my own and we're going to party and it's going to be great. Um, I've thanked the super chat people's Vance. Ask you NFL guys, this who had the worst loss jazz or T wolves jazz. Um, and just so you guys know, I know that this is a cowboy segment, but I, my favorite sport in the world is basketball. That is my favorite sport in the world. Getting run by the Lucas Mavs for uh, a second time is worse than blowing a big lead to the two seed. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Throw that out there. Uh, Herman, what's up? Let's go. Value meal time. That's how you guys what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Cowboys draft. We're going to talk about the Debo Samuel nonsense. We're going to talk about Kelvin Joseph being part of team activities. We're going to talk about Dak Prescott and where he is, what he is, and is that good enough? We got lots of stuff. But first, Jesse, I got to tell you, this is how we make things happen. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Maybe you need to get out there and bet on these Mavs. Jalen Brunson is out there balling. Whatever you do, don't bet on the Rangers. That's a bad idea. You find all the latest sports developments, updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, next season's futures. You got MLB going. They're your source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games, and it's easy to get started. You go to the website today or use your mobile device. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Bet responsibly, you sons of biscuits, okay? I'm talking two $3 parlays where you try to get rich. That's that's how I get down. You can do it however you want. But shout out to our partners at Bet Online. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Do it. Do it. We got sponsors. We got sponsors. <laughs> Talk about Earl Thomas, please. No. Oh, my God. Earl Thomas is 33 years old. Him announcing he wants to be back in the league isn't different than how he wanted to be back in the league before that. Don't worry about Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas probably has a better chance for another double up, another little, oh. little, little, little Amtrak session. Okay. Um, family affair? Yeah. You know, a little Mary J. Blige, you know what I'm saying? A little family affair. <laughs> Let's get it crumped up in this jamboree. You got Earl Thomas has a better chance at one of those with the Kardashian sisters than he does probably getting back on an NFL team. That's great, Jesse. But hey, listen, crazier things have <laughs> happened in the National Football League. But I would love to have another story with Earl Thomas and his brother, you know. I'd be good without that. I saw Johnny Depp stories this morning about stuff in the bed that comes from your body, from the wrong. I don't, I don't need weird stuff in my life anymore. I just want to talk about the... Well, weird is okay. Stuff. Like, sometimes, you know, people, pe people's freakiness is 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 a uh, is a topic of discussion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I'm they're, not here to kink shame. I'm not kink different shame. strokes for different folks, man. You know, you, you, know, you got you know, you to let some people get off how they get off. You know what I mean? That's... Over the top. David yeah. wants to know, Jesse, what are you drinking? And somebody else thought you were drinking beer, so they cracked one. And I don't think Jesse's drinking a beer because I don't think Jesse drinks the beer. I don't drink the beer. This is actually um, this is actually V8. V8 has a sparkling drink, a sparkling energy drink. Oh, looky there. Okay, Jesse, real life. Cowboys draft next Thursday. Well, I suppose every team gets to partake in the draft, but we care about the Cowboys part of the draft most. 
Do you have, I was actually looking yesterday, I got an email from a gambling guy that had the odds on who the Cowboys are going to pick, and it was overwhelmingly, the three favorites all play offensive line. If you're gambling on the draft, is that what they're going to do? Is that what you want them to do? Is that, you know, we're getting ready for a week from now, and you're looking at it and going, hey, they better what? So here's the thing, right? I knew coming on with you, like, draft stuff, and, and, and I'm, I'm very, very comfortable in the skin that I'm in. Trust and believe you, me. I, I don't have no qualms about who I am. But I know who you are when it comes to this draft stuff as well. And so I don't get into it. I tell people all the time, I, I don't get into all the I – don't, I don't watch 100 athletes in college. And what I do is when they get to the team, that's when you get full Jay Holly, Okay. But what I do know this football team needs, and it is without a shadow of a doubt, and I don't care how football will be played 100 years ago and 100 years in the future. If you cannot control the line of scrimmage, whether that is offensively or defensively, but because we are the Dallas Cowboys and our team is predicated on its offensive prowess and and its explosion and its ability to be explosive on the offensive end, If you do not shore up that offensive line, you're fooling yourselves. You are setting yourselves up for total – and I get get best developable guy, BAA, whatever you want to say it is. I get receiver. I get playmakers. None of that matters. None of that matters if you're not able to take that offensive line and shore that thing up to give your quarterback – who I believe mentally is one of the strongest human beings on the face of this planet from all the stuff that he's had to endure and handle and still be able to come out and play this game of football. But there's a difference between your humanity, mental ability, and your football mental ability. And if he is still shaken by the effects of not having a solid offensive line, then you're, 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 you're not going to be – and then the other thing is is that offensively, you're running back, you're starting running back, another year older, he's not explosive, he's, and I know how you feel about running backs. You've lessened your wide receiver core. You, you sit one to Cleveland, one is in Miami, one is coming off a, 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 of a, 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 a catastrophic injury, and, a, and he'll miss the first couple of games of the season. So where before you may have had guys running around all willy-nilly – you're going to need that extra second, second and a half for other guys to get open for whatever the hell Keller Moore calls to develop down the football field. And if you're not showing up that offensive line next week in the NFL draft, you have done yourself, you have done your quarterback, you have done your team a huge disservice. And at $40 million a year, if it's not about making that better, it's wrong. Yeah, and I think that's probably why when I was looking at it, like the three favorites for the Cowboys pick are Kenyon Green, the offensive guard out of Texas A&M, Zion Johnson, the guard out of Boston College. It's the two best guards in the draft. And Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, uh, who's an absolute stud. Even though I hadn't heard anything about the Cowboys being interested in him, uh, they should be because he's an absolute stud. And yeah, I think that'll definitely be a part of the plan. And if I had to pick who they're going to pick in the first round, I would say they're going to pick a guard, a guy that's going to be their starting left guard. And like you went through the list of all the guys that are now gone. And 
I think the other thing they have to take and fairly early is they have to draft a wide receiver that's better than a current starter on their team. I think they have to. Now, like, I don't want to hate on James Washington. It's not my intent, but he's now been in the league through an entire contract and right. his track record doesn't tell us like, oh, you're going to feel great about him being a, a starting wide receiver. Uh, so I think they're looking for an upgrade there too, which is wild to me. The odds were like not a single wide receiver listed, even though on their 30 visit list, the Cowboys have three first round wide receivers on that list. I think it's it was Traylon Burks, Drake London, Chris Olave or something, but they got three wide receivers on there and, and the betting people aren't even considering it. Here's, here's where we have our first fight. Okay. Ready? Here we go. And maybe it's oh. not a first fight. No, you want some of this? Come get some. Guard your grill and knuckle up. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Let me play the TikTok rant music for you. <laughs> you hear it? I don't know if it's oh. playing. If you're telling me that the Cowboys have to, in some way, shape, or form, entertain a receiver in the draft that's better than the starting one that they have, and I'm talking about C.D. Lamb, Oh, no, not him. No, 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 oh, no. Okay, okay. All right. No, no, no. Fight. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Okay, you play okay. with three wide receivers. Okay, okay. They need to draft one who's better than James Washington. Oh, okay, good. Because I was saying, if we're saying we got to get one better than 88, no. then then you've grossly un, you grossly mismanaged and, and misevaluated that player. No, I think what's, hap like what's happening with CD right now is, and this is sports. Like in sports, you get opinions and you want people to be right and wrong and, oh, you screwed this up and, oh, he's not good enough. Like there's a contingent of people who think that the CD Lamb pick hasn't been good so far or maybe hasn't been great. And that's not his fault. That's Justin Jefferson's damn fault for going <laughs> bonkers in Minnesota. Like CD Lamb in two years in the NFL has 2,000 yards. He had 1,100 yards last year and seven touchdowns. Like he's on pace to be really, really, really good. I got no problems with CD Lamb at this point. I just also see a team that like we can fix the line and maybe that's enough. If you have a good quarterback and a good line, you should be able to make it work in the passing game, but I want to kick ass. I don't want to make it work. Um, so let's say, and I don't want this to happen, but this is the, what I've been using is you're in the second to last preseason game and CD Lamb tweaks a hammy, tweaks a hammy. You know, he's going to miss three, four games, maybe. Michael Gallup ain't going to start the year either. Mm -hmm. So right now your receiving core is, is uh, James Washington, Noah Brown, and Simi Fihoko, who they think might be a tight end instead of a wide receiver. It's like <laughs> the wide receiver is going to be in play, and it's going to be in play early. Right, I believe that. And then there's other positions. I think uh, Dalton Schultz, I hadn't heard a peep about them trying to get anything long-term done, which means they're going to try to find his next replacement probably in this draft linebacker or defensive end because Micah Parsons makes it so you can go either direction because he could just fill in the gap wherever you want him to. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Next week, we'll do the NFL draft. Now, next topic of conversation, I can't do this one. This one is you. This one is you. <laughs> Second round pick from a year ago, Kelvin Joseph is taking part in team activities. I don't know what else you would do because he is not at the moment not allowed to work and it's time to work. So you go to work unless you're as a team, just going to immediately cut him for being around trouble. But first of all, I want your opinion on, is that the right thing to do? And second, 
I want you to pretend you play corner and you show up to the team activities. Like I just, that, to me, it's just weird. Right. What is your first interaction? Like, is it just, Hey KJ, or is it like, so, um, you're in a car with somebody who killed somebody last month, huh? Like, um, Hey man, what's up? Like, I just, I can't picture how the interaction goes with that teammate. I don't know. I, I, my, my thing is who cracks the first joke, right? There has to be a joke. Like there, there has to be a joke in there somewhere that goes along the lines of don't like, piss Kelvin off. Can I get a ride with you or something like there has to be something in there that who, who, who cracks the first joke? Like, that's what I want to know first. And how does KJ respond to that? Right. But to me, let's just, the Cowboys have been a team that has, for years, and this goes away. I'm talking about, we can go back to the early 90s. Like, the Cowboys had a team with Nate Newton, had a team with Michael Irvin, had a team with some with some dudes, right? Like, some dudes who've done some stuff. Now, thank God, maybe not thank God. I wish it kind of was social media back in that time to kind of really No, you don't, because they would have won zero Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but – when you when you look at the optics of it, right, and and for the Cowboys, the offseason, you you've had the Jerry Jones situation, you've had the Rich Dalrymple situation, um, you've had the debacle of people to feel about you know trading people, getting nothing back. I mean, the offseason as a whole has been just a really, really, really ugly situation for the Cowboys, right? And then to kind of add the cherry on top, right before you get the team activities, you have a situation where a really high draft pick for you a year ago and someone who you hope to keep on your team. Um, I'm, I'm assuming long-term was literally involved in some way, shape or form in a murder. Yeah. And it's almost, and this is the world of sports. This is the world that we, we, we work in. This is the world that we live in. And when it comes to sports that, you can go from being a part or having something and however you want to put it in a, in a homicide, in a murder one month and be back doing your normal, regular job as if nothing happened. And I know people are going to say he wasn't involved. He, you were in a car, your car with you. I've been around enough dudes in my life. I know who the shooters are. Okay, I know who ha I know who carries the guns. I know who have the short tempers. And I think about the situation. I think about the fight, the walk or slight brisk jog to the car, the starting of the car, the loading of a gun, the clip, the 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 turning of the car. And the coming down. Like there was enough time in this whole thing for it to happen. And, and, and is this. My biggest thing with the Cowboys is that who am I to say what's bad, what's good? It looks bad. It looks really, really, really bad. Um, it looks bad in this. And I, people are going to say, I get it. Oh, well, he's he, the, the cops let him go. The, the, the investigation is still pending. There is there is still a pending investigation on what's happening right now. And I just think until everything is cleared up, I think this is a situation where you kind of want to have certain people and guys away from your facility 
until it all gets figured out before you just because it looks like you don't you don't have a, a um, any type of compassion, right? Because it's like, oh, ho home, right back to work we go. And who cares if a kid got killed? And and some people are saying, you know, um, you know about the Sam Hurt situation, right? Like, first of all, no one knew Sam Hurt was doing that. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you, as a person who was really good friends with Sam Hurd. I can tell you as a person who actually talked to one of the detectives who was putting on the case for Sam Hurd. I was on a plane with Sam Hurd going to South Florida, a private plane to do a function. We had no clue. And the only reason they did not arrest Sam Hurd, and we, if you're in the, I'm sorry, I'm diverting, right? But if you're in the NFL, you all have your Louis Vuitton carry on bags and we were going down south to Harlingen or Brownsville or somewhere down there where we were getting paid a ton of money to come play basketball for charity to come play uh, golf for charity little did I know that the same time that Sam Hurd was meeting with Poppy and them I didn't know that I didn't know that the bag that he brought was full of cash and I didn't know the bag that he brought was back brought back was full of marijuana no one knew this no one knew that Sam Hurd was making a million dollars a month selling marijuana. No one, nobody. I, and I, I was one of his closest friends. And you could not tell by the way he dressed. You could not tell by what he drew. Sam Hurd, when Sam Hurd got arrested, he was still driving his college SUV. And this is a guy who had been in the league for six years, it was making that's the kind of guy that shouldn't have got caught, you know, right? But you it, you know, he got or anything, he got, he got greedy. But anyway, to say I say all that to say the Sam Hurd situation is way different than this situation because as soon as Sam Hurd got caught, he actually went to jail and went to prison. Like, that's not Sam Hurd didn't get caught, and then the next day, he come back to the team facility to do this thing. Well, and he was just selling was, stuff that people want, like, I don't care. That's not the same as and then whatever it's illegal, it's illegal. You go to jail, you go to prison, but like. There is no moral debate about somebody getting shot and dying. Right. I, I just think it's a bad look right now for for the Cowboys. And and what are you saying to the rest of your team? Right. What message do you send to the rest of your team? You, you're now selling. I'm saying to I'm saying I'm saying if I'm if I'm Jesse Holly and I'm in the locker room and I'm saying okay, so it's okay even though I may not have pulled the trigger. But for me to be around these people, and this wasn't the first time Kevin was around these people. These are his boys. So they've been around the facilities. They've been at the games. They've been in the players' uh, uh, family lounge after the games. They've probably been at functions and parties and around other people and so on and so forth. And so you send a bad message to the rest of your football team that says, hey, you can go and do whatever the hell you want. And if you're a high enough draft pick or a good enough player, you're good. And that's life, right? I guess. I mean, that's sales. That's sports. That's uh, what's who's the dude in New York that went to prison? That was a broadcaster. He came out of prison and jumped right back on the air. Like it's just well, like fake for doing the tickets. Uh, Carson, right? Yeah, yeah, Carson. Carson. Carton? Yeah. Is it Carton? Carton? Carson? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but I mean, and that's like because that's part of your job. If you're the guy who's running the team, is like, okay, guys, do we want to make a a ethical or moral stand or try to endear ourselves to the fan base by distancing and saying, you know what, this guy's cut knowing that if he is not legally responsible for anything that happened and he's not going to be in trouble, somebody's going to pick him up for free. We used a second round pick. Maybe we'll play him twice a year. 
it's such a weird thing because you want to be like, all right, I want my team to do what I think is right. And then your team goes two and 15 and you're like, my team sucks. Maybe they should get a little different. But that, but that's the nature of, you know, talent versus tolerance, right? It's as long as you're talented enough, we'll tolerate just about anything, you know. But the thing is, Jeff, he's going to get suspended by the league, right? Like that's going to happen. That's I would think because like to what, what you were talking about where it's like you, um, I forgot the reference point, but like, like he lived his life for a month, announced a jersey number change, did all these different things until a still photo with his necklace was pretty clear. And then it was like, uh-oh, uh, I guess I'm going to have to mention this. Uh, <laughs> and like two days later, he was tweeting about where to get crawfish. Like that, that's different. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hungry. I mean, murderers get hungry. Yeah. Well, the bad part is that I responded to it. I was like, well, you want to go to Rex's Seafood and... Hellman jumped in, was like, we're having a boil pretty soon if you want to come over. So, like, two days after that happened, we're inviting him to the crawfish boil. <laughs> yeah. It happened in real life. Yeah. Now, now, guess what? Guess who he would have showed up with two days after that? The same dudes, the same dudes who just put somebody down in a parking lot in Lowell Greenville would have shown up to your crib with an appetite. Yeah, I need to be careful. <laughs> I need to stop being reckless. Thank you, Rick, for uh, the contribution in the Super Chat. Thank you, Clear Vision, in the Super Chat. We appreciate you guys. And now, Father Time said, Holly's helping hands and J-Cavs. It's unfortunate what happened with Boss Man, but can't parade him around the stars if nothing happened. This isn't like Josh Brent's situation, praying for the family of the young man. But that's the thing. Maybe you can. That's what I don't... It's just, it's weird to me that... To this point, there's nothing that he did that is considered an arrestable offense where it's like, wait, you can be a witness to something like that. And for a month, just be like, do, 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 do. And then they're like, oh, crap, we have a picture of you. And you're like, fine, I'll talk to you. It was them. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow nothing in there is arrestable. And I don't, I'm not a lawyer. So whatever. I don't know. Not yet. Not not yet. But you can, you can bet your bottom dollar that family's going to be like, Hey, hey, rich guy with the with the cowboy uniform on. We got this civil lawsuit that's on a, that's on a way um, that you'll have to appear in court for. And while you may not be, um, well, you may not be uh, the reason who, the guy who pulled the trigger. We're we're gonna we're gonna tap your pockets a little bit. Yeah, wait for the second contract. You're gonna want him to have a nice little career. The second round money is not the same as the first round money or the second contract. Debo Samuel liked a tweet about being a cowboy. So, Jesse, I'm looking forward to it. They won't have to draft a wide receiver because the Cowboys are going to acquire Debo Samuel, which is very exciting to me. Why? But Because he's good. They're going to go get him. And do what with him? Like, no, 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 do what well, no, here's him. the That's the Debo yeah. thing. Do what with Debo? Well, what he doesn't – so, okay, you're, I know where you're going. You're going to what's Kellen Moore going to do? Is he going to know how to use him properly? And I don't know. But uh, outside of that, the real interesting thing is – Debo doesn't want to be used like that. Like he in San Francisco apparently was mad about the last eight weeks where he went from number one receiver to number one running back. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I want to play receiver. Uh, So that's going to be real interesting is that whoever wants to trade for him is going to want to trade for him because of how unique he is. And he's like, right. I don't want to be that guy. I didn't sign up to go up the a gap 12 times a week. I signed up to be out there. 
Uh, but yeah, it's fair that they may not use him in the best way. It, see, but I don't think Kellen Moore is a dummy. I really don't. I think the whole thing fell apart because Dak strained his calf. I think the whole thing fell apart from there. Six weeks into the season, we didn't have a problem with the offensive line. Six weeks into the season, you had one of the best offenses in football, and we were all really excited about going to win the Super Bowl. And then Dak strained the calf, which compound that with the ankle, and he was never the same when he came back. They forgot how to block. Like, everything fell apart, but it fell apart from that one clear spot. So that, I think, for Cowboy fans, at least for me, is the hope that you're not going to be better on paper without Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins, on and on and on and on. But you can be better on the football field if your quarterback's back to what he was. That can be good. We, we, we'll get into the Dak Prescott uh, conversation. But as far as like D Debo Samuels, right? Like he is, he's a very unique player. There aren't many players across the league. A, a, a guy like, you know, we, there was a guy, Percy Harvin, right? Like Percy Harvin was one of the, he was a dog. Like he was a straight up dog. I mean, there was nothing. He, he could punt return. He can kick return. He can run him back. He can slot. He can, I mean, Percy Harvin was an absolute dog. And he didn't cuss you out too. Uh, <laughs> but but he was one of those guys. And I think Debo falls in that same line of, of players who are just absolutely dynamic. And it takes a special kind of coach to understand that dog. Because it's it's one thing, like, like let's use dog references, right? We, we, we're we dog owners. Let's use dog references. There's certain oh, I get you snuck that in there. Hey, Mamba, where's Mamba at? Mamba, he's asleep. He's asleep. Uh, but there are certain dogs, right? There, there are your German shepherds of the world or your uh, uh, whatever those dogs that was in John Wick, right? If those Malamese, those expensive, super expensive dogs, they have a purpose. So if they're not being used to the best of their ability, then they're, you're not getting the full potential of that dog. And for a guy like Debo Samuels, even though he want, and I think his more so want to be receiver is kind of looking at the landscape of, hey, I really want to play receiver or be featured as a receiver more because when I get to that table at the end of the year, someone got in his ear, someone got in his ear and was like, hey, try to stop being a running back so much because when you get to the table, you, you, you want them to see you as a receiver, not as a running back because they're devaluing the cost of running backs and running backs are making between eight and $10 million a year and receivers are getting ready to make $30 million a year. So someone got in his ear at, at some point in time was saying, hey, less of that, more of this, because you're in a contract year. And at the end of this, you know, because agents have been around, they talk to other agents, they watch the landscape, and they've said, they're going to try to pigeonhole you as a wet, wet back and yeah. try to, you know, have your pay somewhere in between top running back and low end wide receiver. And that's where you don't want to be. You want to be at the top end of the deal. But Trust and believe you me, Debo Samuels likes touching the ball any way, shape, or form. You, you like anybody that's played the game. I don't care how you get it to me. Get it to me. You want to meet a lot. I line up in the backfield. I line up in the slide. Up. But now it's more so of the I want to get paid like I see these other guys get paid. I want that life changing money. And whatever team he's go to, because if he goes to a team and he's just getting the ball at the receiver position, you know what he's going to say one day. After a two-game losing streak, he's going to walk into whatever that OC's room Hand is. And say, hey, did you guys see how they used, it, used me in San Francisco? Yep. Like, 
I, I can do more than just line up out here and run routes. Like I can, I can do jet sweeps. I can go up the gay gap, the B gap. I can do sweep. I can do all this. And they're gonna say, oh, well, we heard that you didn't want to do that anymore, so we kind of just wanted to keep you outside because we paid you twenty five, twenty. No, I didn't want to do that before because they hadn't paid me yet. <laughs> yeah, so let's, I needed so, my so, ninety million guaranteed, and then you can hand me the ball. Right. Once I get my ninety million, then you can do just about anything with me now. You can I'll play center. I'll do whatever I have to do now for for me to get the ball in my hand at any point in time. But it's always funny, and and teams and agents and players across the league do it all the time. When they get into this situation where there's a negotiation or I got to now, you know, step up and say something or do something, what do they do? They attach the name of the Dallas Cowboys to their situation. And they're saying Cowboys are interested. And that's what we got to Debo Tamasi liked the tweet of someone doing a graphic of him in a Cowboys uniform saying number 19 is available. And all of a sudden, Cowboy Nation goes crazy and they want Debo Samuels and they want him here. It ain't, he ain't coming. He ain't coming. Don't fool yourselves to think Debo's coming. There isn't. And I don't think there's a problem with if they wanted him to like, you can pay him if you wanted to. Like you can pay him. You can figure out how to do it if you wanted to. But you get him here and you wouldn't be able to use him. I mean, you, you had a problem getting Tony Pollard the football. Well, that's because they're cowards. They're afraid to sit down a big name. Well, what you going to do when Debo come in? Uh, he's gonna play wide receiver. It's gonna be him and CD and Gallup. Okay. I I look. I'm not trading for Debo Samuel. Look, I'm just gonna draft a guy. I'm a draft. I'm a draft guy. I don't believe in uh, trading all the picks and giving all the money. Like we just had to pay to acquire this guy twice. That sucks. Uh, you come from that was it Les Snead world of thinking, huh? No, he'll no, trade all the picks. Les is opposite. Les is saying after picks. Yeah, let's don't give half a crap about his picks. He'd be like, yeah, sure, let's go. And he's probably right. I'd just be mad at my own organization. I'd be like, are we bad enough that receiver that you're telling me I have to give up multiple first-round picks for that player, then I have to set the market by paying him? Like, this seems like we're doing a whole lot of work to add one player because y'all didn't find me good enough players, you jerks. Father Time said, sirs, just don't do a crime with me in the car. I'm not going to make it to the first 48. Happy meal in the interrogation room. Me neither. I'm snitching immediately. And that's, another Bell. Thing, that's another thing, like people, <laughs> people who wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight all of a sudden now get on social media and they want to tell me about snitching and what's cool about snitching, what's not cool about snitching. Shut the hell up. Because I'm telling you right now, when they, when you go into that office and the DA's in there, the detectives in there and they're saying, hey, listen, there's a murder, there's a homicide, uh, it's 25 years to life, what do you know? I'm all giving of it. I know all of it, sir. I'm giving names, numbers, social security. I'm giving tattoos, birthmarks, what you like to eat, what your mother liked to eat. I'm, I almost I almost crashed in a pandemic two years ago being on lockdown. You think I'm going to somebody's in somebody's cell for any amount of time because you wanted to shoot somebody? No, sir. You will do your own time. I'm not officer, officer, I can take you to his house. And I happen to know that he's home eating lunch right now. So we could go. He's get at this my lunch. house. They're at my house. They're all of them. They're at my house. They, they <laughs> they're, at, they're at the crib. And if you guys go now, then I'll, I'll, I'll meet you there. Like if you can just go now and I'll come like I never knew you guys were on the way. Father time said, we're all friends here. Does Dak Prescott need a more experienced offensive coordinator? Okay. Quick Dak conversation. Cause last year got kind of squirrely on you where it started great. It didn't end great. He probably, that's probably the worst slump of his career where like five out of six games were not good games by the Cowboys quarterback. 
uh, calf strain plus ankle injury. Is Dak getting better? Is Dak where he's going to be? If Dak is where he's going to be, how long until you're looking for a guy? The clock starts now. Let's 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 cut the let's cut to the let's cut the crap right. The clock starts now. Dak is entering year seven. You, you don't, Jeff. You don't change. Well, this it. is the quarterback prime. The quarterback prime is usually starts years five, six. So like he's in it. He should be in. This is as good as he's going to be. All right. So we're at the ceiling right here, right? Like we're 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 knocking our head at the ceiling. I think you and I are going to be aligned here where I think that the ceiling is starts like the best version of Dak ever has to start week one this year because I know why I didn't get it last year. I know because it was season ending injury, then hurting the same calf, and then it went bad. This is the prime of your career starting week one. And you have less weapon than you did a year ago. It's the prime of your career. And, and now, and, and this is, and, and again, if you're paying a guy $40 million, right, this is, you want to be in that conversation, that, that tier with those other guys, right, with those, with those other names who will wear a yellow jacket one day, those, those guys, uh, 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 Rodgers and, and Brady and Mahomes, you want to be in that tier. This is the moment where the $40 million dude has to do $40 million things. Like you now have, and, and I don't, I don't know how much Dak Prescott can elevate an entire offense around him. We've seen when everything is, when the offensive line is good, running is good, receivers are good, he's really, really good. And when they aren't, he can sometimes be pedestrian. So I'm in between a point of we've seen when he is really, really good. We've seen when he is really, really, really bad. In year seven, which one are we closer to teetering on? Because when you look at it, the road to the Super Bowl still is either going to go through Tampa, Green Bay, LA, San Francisco, Rams. Oh, and the Rams, right? So, so, so one of one, one of those four teams, or two out of those four teams, you're going to have to beat to get to the Super Bowl. Is Dak Prescott? For well, what we know today, and, and we'll see more when OTA and stuff like that get here, mini camp and training camp, and this is early, and we'll have many more conversations. But what you know today, is he good enough today to overcome anything that has to be as outside of an injury to get him over the hump to beat two of those four teams on the road to the Super Bowl? Because nothing else matters, Jeff. Not, no regular season matters. You're going to get six wins in the division. I you, I don't care about regular season at this point in time. We're, we're done with that. Like, we are done with regular season. I don't want to hear about anything regular season, what offense you were in the regular season, what defense you were in the regular season, what numbers you put up in the regular season. None of that matters to me anymore. What matters to me now with this quarterback and this football team is can you overcome the hump in the playoffs? You got bullied last year by a 49ers team. Bullied in your own stadium. Is that that dude that's going to be able to give you what you need to get to the Super Bowl? See, and my answer to that is I think so, but I can't prove it. Oh my God. I think so, but I can't prove it. Like you Dak think is so. 
Dak's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo got to win that football game. Dak, for over the course of his career, is a better quarterback. Jimmy than Garoppolo ever. tried to give us the football game. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying I believe so, but I can't prove it because I needed him to not strain his calf, and he might have proved it. So, like, I'm not far away from you. I Like, Dak's a top-10 quarterback, and if you have a top-10 quarterback, you're probably not looking for a quarterback. You're probably just going to keep your quarterback and hope that you can make it work. But a top uh, 10 quarterback, like we 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 throw that around a lot, right? Top 10 quarterback, top 10 quarterback. The, the number 10 quarterback doesn't necessarily always win the Super Bowl, right? Like oh, for sure. And most like, of so them like, you can say, like, and it looks good and it sounds good. We have a top 10 this and we have a top 10 that, that. I don't care. Is he going to be good enough? Is he going to be top one-ish when it comes time to play? the rest of the quarterbacks that are that are above him. Uh no, like I don't think he's going to necessarily outplay Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes in a Super Bowl or an NFC title game. No. But does that mean that you're going to go suck for a long time until you find your Pat Mahomes? It might take 30 years. Like you're going to try to build around your good quarterback and figure out how to beat those teams. Aaron Rodgers went home. Jimmy Gar- Dak went home. Jimmy Garoppolo got to keep playing. Matt Stafford got to keep playing. Like, that is the hard part, is that I know that a lot of people feel that way, where it's like, look, none of this crap matters. Can you win the Super Bowl? The answer for almost everyone is no. <laughs> no. Right. The odds are we ain't going to win the Super Bowl. Right. That's that's the odds. 31 of them are losing. And you want to be number one. And if you want to be number one, it sure does help to have the best quarterback in football or one of the two or three best quarterbacks in football. But, and if you subscribe also- to the belief that if I don't have a one of the three to five best quarterbacks that I'm just going to keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. I can dig that. I think I'm too big of a P word to do that. I think I'm like, man, I've got a really good quarterback. Let's try to make this work. I don't want to, I don't want to be five and 12. I don't want to get me in the hunt. Let's go try. But what more do you like? These Cowboy rosters, Jeff have been laced for years. For years, these Cowboys rosters have been, I mean, at one point in time, you had the legit best offensive line in the National Football League. Oh, yeah. But listen, Jesse, people don't want to hear my opinion on this because my opinion is stuff happens, and that's bad luck. Like, I think Tony Romo had at least two teams that were good enough to win the Super Bowl, and I think Tony Romo was a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Didn't. I think Dak in his career has already had two teams that were good enough to win a Super Bowl, and I think Dak Prescott is good enough to win a Super Bowl, but they haven't. And so I can't win an argument, but my argument is just stuff happens. It's super hard. You've had teams that were good enough. You've had quarterbacks that were good enough, and you haven't. So if you want to turn that into something's wrong here, here, or here, I can't beat you in a debate. I just say it's hard, and it sucks that your team hasn't been the one that played a little bit better against San Francisco. I'm sorry that DeMarco Murray fumbled. I'm sorry Romo couldn't hold on to a – a field goal snap. I'm sorry that Patrick Creighton dropped a football. I'm sorry Miles Austin lost one in the lights. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and made the play that he made at the end of the game. And it's like it sucks. On the on the on the back half. Huh? You mean on the, on the one the one he had one leg? Oh no, that was the other game. That was the other one. The side. Oh one. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Dak is not Aaron Rodgers. I concede. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is a Freak show. And that's the thing about Dak. That's why Dak has to be healthy. Aaron Rodgers doesn't. Because Dak does not have this. Aaron right. Rodgers 
has a golden right arm. Dak's arm is fine. On camera a lot, like that shit. (laughs) Uh, Dak's arm is fine. Dak's athleticism is fine. And if you are fine at those things, you better be a badass up here, because he can't throw it like Aaron Rodgers throws it. He can't move around like Pat Mahomes moves. Like so, you have to be a badass up here. And see, I, I think that's where the regression has taken place. Honestly. Yeah, I think the second half of the year, he's he was just off, totally off in terms of, wait, you guys can't protect me against a four-man rush? Holy crap, they're dropping seven guys in coverage? This isn't good. Oh, I don't want to take off running either because I remember what happens if I do that. That hurts. Like, yeah, I think Dak has to take an offseason to be like, okay, forget all that crap, feel good, be confident, go play. He has that to prove because he was mind bleeped. Oh, 100%. 100%. My guy was mind bleeped. That's a tough break. I got nothing else today, Jesse. This is episode one of Believe Cowboys with at Mr. Fourth and Long, the great Jesse Holly, who beat the 49ers for us. Some Cowboy teams can't beat the 49ers. They didn't, they didn't bully me. No. Jesse could beat the 49ers. He did it. Although he did run out of juice at about 100%. the 20. About the 15, oh 20. What a, what a, what a, what a terrible. <sighs> sure, were you not finishing, were you not finishing plays in practice? Like when you realized you had to, how far did you have to go if you were going to score like 70? 70. I need to go. I need to get 78. <laughs> I need to get 78. So far. I was, you know this, Jeff. Like you know when you take off running, you know how long you have at top speed. Yeah, and that peters out somewhere around thirty-five to forty. And now and you're I'm trying right. to hold on. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, we're at top speed, bro. <laughs> but one or two things are gonna have to happen. Either he's gonna have to stop, or that goal line is gonna have to get a tad bit closer. <laughs> Cause this is all I got. Like this is, it's all downhill from here. Like there, there is, there is no way, shape, or form that this is going to be able to maintain for another ten yards. It's all now deceleration, and I'm hoping that it's enough to get me there. And um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was a yard short. And um, just enough to get the dub. Yeah. Think. You know, Dan Bailey now has a plane and is flying planes around because of me. Yeah. Congrats. I started that streak for Dan Bailey. He missed a field goal early in that game, remember? And then he yeah. came back and hit one, and he hit like 30-something straight, and then he got paid. And it was like, okay, he's never he's yet to give me a ride on his plane. That's what I've always said. You're a selfless teammate. You, always. You gave up some glory so that Dan Bailey could get on track. Goods then I let Ron is, Robertson get paid, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's important. Goods is trying to sneak in a super chat on the way out. He said, uh, off topic, why didn't Dallas support the fat guy jersey sale? Where's the rack on the shelf? I'd wear a number 70 and support the big fellas. I don't know. I've never been a Jersey guy, but yeah. Yeah. You should have a Zach Martin Jersey. You should have a Tyron Smith Jersey. Get hall of fame jerseys. Get the no good jerseys. Grown huh? men should not wear other men's jerseys, but that's just my own thing. See, Jesse's judging. I'm just saying it's not for me. I'm just, I'm, I'm judging. I, I just judging. think grown men shouldn't, you know, when walk around with other grown men's jerseys on, that's just me. That's Jesse Holly at Mr. Fourth and long on Twitter. <laughs> This is episode one of Believe Cowboys, which you will get once weekly, and it's brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Jesse is not wearing tie dye today, which is very messed oh, up. On oh, a I mean, you know what? That that is that might be as worse than 
getting run down to the one-yard line. That's a perfect – I was supposed to have a tie last year today. You were. I missed it. I you were. That. Ray, we're not signing Earl Thomas, no. And the deep blue special on Jesse Holly, I'm going to go watch right now. Uh, do you have a parting message? Because I, I have a parting speech that I give that lasts three seconds. I don't know if you have one. Um, come back, please. Oh, that's a great parting message. And mine is, um, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. I Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.